Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. And so I want to jump into today. Everybody say signs. I, I love signs. Signs help us. Signs direct us. Signs let us know we're where we're supposed to be. And it also lets us sometimes know it's where, where we're not supposed to be. We all need signs. Uh, street signs. I, I know today you, we're so used to the phone. Uh, we, Heidi and I use this device probably more than we should. But uh, when we want to go somewhere, how many of you do that? You go, we want to get there. We're not sure how to get there. Uh, if you're taking a trip, how many of you ever go, how long does it take to get there? You know, that thing's never right. It, it doesn't take into uh, potty breaks. And when you're over 50, you got to stop more. Can I get an amen from the over 50? You, you just do. And, and it, it, it also doesn't take into account you're going to stop and eat and all that. But, you know, you follow. But how many you know you still got to check the signs to make sure you're in the right place? We need signs. Have you ever prayed and asked God for a sign? Lord, is this you? I just need a sign. Could you give me a sign? And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It happened in the Bible. Many times they would create, Lord, I, I, could you just give me a sign? Uh, I, I remember probably, other than following Jesus, the second most important decision I've ever had in my life was, who am I going to marry? And, uh, and, and there were others before the curly-haired girl in the front row, but I never got a sign. And... And when I met Heidi, there was something different about her. And I prayed. I mean, I, I really prayed. I said, Lord, is she supposed to be the one? Is she the one? You know, because, you know, you, you date a little bit, then you go, wow, this is, normally I'm disinterested by now. But no. And, and I loved her hair. I just thought her hair was amazing. And, and, and her personality matched the hair. Yeah, I just, I just loved it. Back in those days, her hair wasn't like it is now. It was like down to, down to here. It was like 80s hair band. It was wild. And uh, uh, she kind of looked like Samson. How you know how Samson in the Bible? It's like, I go, that's probably what Samson's hair looked like. And, uh, and, and so I'm praying one day, and I said, Lord, could you just give me a sign? Is this the one? And uh, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit's like, well, what, what, do you, what, do you, what, what, what do you want? I just need a sign. Lord, Lord, if she's the one, and I, I'm dead serious. This is as serious as I can be. I said out loud to the Lord, and we're in college, right? So we're just college students. I said, Lord, if she's the one, have her do my laundry. <laughs> How many of you know, man, that's a good sign right there. If we're college students and she'll do, and, and it's not Heidi, you know, she's never, we've never did laundry together, none of that, you know, because we don't know each other that well. You know, it's like, there's private stuff in your laundry. And uh, I just said, Lord, just have her do my laundry. And I forgot about it. And about a week goes by, and busy week, and uh, I, we're talking about, well, I've got to go. I think I was playing basketball at the time, traveling or whatever, and, and, uh, and homework and all the things that I didn't do. And, uh, 
I, I, I go, yeah, I'm going to be going, well, I'll see you in a couple days. We're on a basketball trip or whatever. And uh, by the way, I played college basketball too, uh, Pastor Myron. Now, I didn't play much. I sat on the end of the bench with my towel doing this. Come on, guys, get them. Um, and uh, they needed at least 10 so they could practice. Uh, and uh, anyway, some of you will get that later. Uh, and we're just talking. She goes, oh, well, hey, hey, you know what? You're going to be gone. Hey, just bring me your laundry. I'll do your laundry. And I said, what did you say? And she said, no, no, seriously, seriously. You're going to be traveling. Just, I'm going to be doing laundry. Why don't you just give me your laundry and I'll do your laundry. I'm sure she looked at me like, what? what? You're a freak. What, what are you looking at me like that? I, was, I didn't tell her right at that moment what had just happened. But how many of you think God, God can answer and do anything? He can give you a sign. How many would like to have a sign today? I wish the Lord could just give me a sign. Well, let me, let me jump into this real quick. Watch this. Because in the Bible, in fact, in the Old Testament, there are 300 specific signs are called prophecies in the Old Testament that this very day that we're sitting right here in this room right now celebrating would actually happen. In fact, for one person to fulfill 48 of the signs, just 48, not 300, 48 would be 10 to the 157th power, which means you'd have the number 10 and 157 zeros behind it. One chance in 10 to the 157th power for one person to fulfill all 300 prophecies and signs. Well, only Jesus. I want to give you just real quick. I'm just going to run through these real quick. I just want to give you 14 of the biggest signs that are there you'll find in scriptures. Number one, it's said that he would be born the seed of a woman. Genesis 3 and 15, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Just so you'll know what I'm talking about, the seed of all mankind comes from men, not a woman. The seed of a woman, except for Jesus. Number two, the scriptures lets us know that he would become from the lineage of Shem, which is one of the three sons of Noah. It also says that he would be a descendant of Abraham, which eliminates all other families of the earth. He would come from the line of Isaac, which eliminates half of Abraham's children. Genesis 7 and 19. Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife shall bear a son, and you, you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. Let me give you number five, that he would come from the line of Jacob. Jacob of Israel had 12 sons. Number six, he would come from the tribe of Judah, one of those 12 sons, which would eliminate 11 of Jacob's sons, all but Judah, from which comes the Jews. Number seven, this sign said he would be from the family of Jesse. Isaiah 11, one through three says, there shall be forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. 
The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight is in, in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. You might remember, Jesse has eight sons, but the scripture said he would come from the household of David. Isaiah 9 and 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and he shall, his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward. Even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Are you still tracking with me? Number nine sign that he would be crucified. Now, when this was prophesied, it was 800 years before crucifixion was even invented by the Romans. Number 10, he would be born in the city of Bethlehem. Very important. Bethlehem was a forgotten city. It would be Opelousas or Arnoldville or Ville Platte. <laughs> okay, there's a, I figured Ville Platte people are a little crazy. Have you ever noticed that? But we love them. I got there. I got moved as close as I could. Watch, watch this. Born in Bethlehem. Number 11, that he would be betrayed by a friend. Psalms 41 and 9 is prophesying, even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Number 12, watch this one. Betrayed. The Bible tells us that he would be betrayed prophesied a sign for 30 pieces of silver. Look what Zechariah says. Then I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, and if not, refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. Watch this. Silver, when Zechariah prophesied this, is not even used for currency. Only gold. Number 13. The silver would be used for a potter's field. Zechariah 11 and 13. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. The, the princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. And then number 14, that his hands and feet would be pierced. Psalms 22 and 16. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. And they pierced my hands and my feet. I just gave you 14. But there's over 300 signs prophesied in the Old Testament about one individual. This one person, one person, 48. Uh, again, one, if, if it was just 48 prophecies. Prophecies, one chance in 10 to the 157th power that could even be possible. But I love this. In Isaiah 7:14, the prince of signs. Watch this. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you his name will be called Emmanuel. 
How many of you have ever heard that scripture before? This prophecy, hundreds of years before. But let me give you a little backstory to that prophecy. Ahaz is the king of Judah. Kings are plotting against Judah. And Ahaz decides that he must start making alliances with other kings in order to protect Judah from its demise. And he's fearful. It looks bad. It looks like there's no way out of this problem that he's facing. God is sending Isaiah to Ahaz to prophesy and to encourage Ahaz. He's going to to bring him the word of the Lord. He's going to let Ahaz know, hey, don't worry about your enemies. Don't worry about them. This attack that they're, they're, they're contemplating against you will come to nothing. Do not be fearful, but be faithful. And look at Isaiah verse 10. Well, back up a few verses. It says, later the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a, a sign of confirmation. Ahaz, make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. But the king refused. He said, I will not test the Lord like this. Make sure you're tracking with me. Everybody's plotting against Judah. Ahaz is scared and fearful. God sends the prophet of the Lord and says, Hey, buddy, don't worry about any of it. It's all going to work out. It's all going to be good. Don't worry about it. In fact, I've come to tell you the Lord says, Ask him for a sign that what I'm telling you is true. And if you'll just ask him anything you want, doesn't matter how difficult it is. And Ahaz refuses to ask God for a sign. Let me tell you why. Because he had already made some alliances with Assyria to get his back. He didn't want to give up the alliance. He had more faith in his alliance than he had in God. Isaiah the prophet gets angry and says, Listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right then. The Lord himself will give you a sign. And this is the verse that we all know. Look, the virgin will conceive. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let me translate it off just so you'll pick up what I'm laying down. This is what Isaiah is trying to get across to Ahaz. Hey, Ahaz, God's got a purpose and a plan for Judah. And that purpose and plan is that the Messiah of the world, the Savior of the world, to save mankind from his sins, is going to come through your lineage, your posterity, your legacy. He's coming in the future. So you don't have to worry about what the enemy is saying against you because I've got a plan and a purpose for Judah and he's not going to let anything happen to it because the Savior of the world still has to come. Oh, you're not really listening to me because you and I make alliances too. We make alliances with our bank account. We decide on what kind of what is our posture and our position by how many zeros we got in the bank? Well, 
how many of you got a zero in the bank? But anyway, you, you go, do I have a bunch or do I have a little? That's how I'm doing. Listen to me. God's got a purpose and destiny for your life. You are not here by accident. He created you on purpose with an assignment from heaven. He put you here so that you don't have to worry about the enemies that surround you. You're not listening to me. That he's got one for you. And that is your sign. So if, you, if God is for you, then who can be against you? Listen, this is what today is. Every Christmas is our sign. That God is with us. He is for us. He's got a purpose for us. He's got a destiny for you. Listen to me. I don't think you ought to waste a Christmas. Ever waste a Christmas. I know there's all the trappings and joy and fun. And, and, and I party with a purpose, baby. I, I think you should. But it's also to reset every single one of our... Everybody say reset. That God is with us. And he's for us. This time of year, we end out one year and we're about to go into another year. I think if we were all honest, really honest, uh, Ahaz wasn't really honest. No, I don't want to test the Lord. No, I'm good. Because he knew he already had made alliances. He was trusting in soldiers and others instead of putting his trust in God. Makisha prayed a beautiful prayer. She did an incredible job with the announcements. Everybody look right here. I've never been more excited about going into a new year in the history of 12 years here at Our Savior's Church than I am about going into 2023. That God's up to something. He is with us. I know as a sign, he still puts stars over little forgotten cities and places that everybody else goes. And you just feel like there's a star rising over St. Landry Parish for some reason. I can't explain it. I can only say I sense it. I feel it by the Holy Spirit. And Christmas is our sign that God is with us. He is for us. We got a purpose. We got a destiny. I, I shared with you last week. I don't know if you weren't here last week. I said, just look what the ground is beginning to produce around us. It's a sign. Love's truck stop coming in right next door is a sign. You don't have to go to the Walmart to get the cheapest gas anymore. You can just pull right out of church on Sunday and get the cheapest gas. He didn't want you driving all that way and waiting in that long line because he loves you. It's a sign. He's putting a Billy Boudin right over by Lowe's so we don't have to drive all the way to Karen Crow. It's a sign. No, you ought to be rejoicing. I'm bringing Pepper Jack. When he opens Pepper Jack, you all get in a Pepper Jack roll on a Sunday. Uh, we're going to deliver it right here in church. You're going to be worshiping Jesus, eating a Pepper Jack roll. In, I don't, revival will probably break out. I don't... I don't know. Bill, Bill, is Waterburger really coming or is it just, we hope. It, we close. Jesus, could you bring Waterburger? Can I get a witness? Can I get, could you bring a Waterburger? Jesus, Chick-fil-A, what? 
It's popping up out of the ground. By the way, this is Bill Rodier. He's a St. Landry economic developer. He loves Jesus. He's engaged. I don't know if he's engaged, but he's got this beautiful. Yeah, he is. He's engaged. He's engaged, this beautiful blonde-haired woman of God. Uh, and they're, they're going to be getting married soon in Jesus' name. Do y'all set a date? We can do it today. How many of y'all know I need to get back on track right here? Y'all need to, y'all need to, okay. We'll stay right there. Thank, Bill's been doing a fabulous job in, in St. Landry. Can y'all give him a round of applause? Watch it. What is Christmas? Be, just beware of the unholy alliances we make. Bank accounts, unrighteous relationships, trusting in our own wisdom, our own strength, trusting in our own power. Christmas is a sign. What is it proclaiming to the world? What's it proclaiming to us? I came to save you. I came to save you. Save us from what? Adam and Eve brought sin into the world. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Eve. But that's why Jesus came to reverse the curse. To take not only, not only, the, not only the guilt of sin. But listen closely. Not only our guilt, but the fear and the shame. The shame of our sin. Can I just speak this over you? Because sometimes I see you when you walk into church and your head is down. Can you just lift your head up? Every single one of us got junk in the trunk. Stuff we regret. We wish we would have never done or said. And we got it. But we went and got forgiveness from God. And we tried to make it right with people as we can. And once you do that, put your head up, lift your shoulders back. The only one you ought to be worried about is what does God think, not what everybody else thinks. And get rid of that shame. He come to get that off of you. He, he would take a hoochie mama who was caught doing her business and say, woman, woman, where are those who accuse you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. What was he saying? Put your shoulders back, woman. Lift your head up. Go find a new occupation. I'm with you. I forgive you. That's all you need to worry about, baby. You good with God. Can I get an amen? Let me give you two. Just say, I'm for you. I'm for you. God is for you. He's not just, he's just not, he's just not there. No, he's for you. He's cheering you on. This is the moment. And then number three, this is our sign that he wants to be with us. I want you to think about this. God left heaven to be with you. God became a baby to be with you. God became a servant to be with you. God became sin to be with you. He endured the cross to be with you. He faced hell to be with you. And then he rose from the dead to be with you. And Christmas reminds us that he came once and that he's coming again to take you with him to where he is so we can be with him forever and ever. Muslims go to Mecca to be close to God. Jews go to Jerusalem to be close to God. But Jesus came to us to be one with us. He knew we could not reach him. 
So he came to reach us. What a Jesus we serve. So today's our sign. Today's our sign. Oh, what do you do with this sign? Oh, one, one, I think one, I think if we were honest, right? Going back to honesty. It, it does cause all of us to go, Lord, forgive me. There's a little bit of repentance, I think, that goes with all of it. Today's our sign. It's also a day to renew, to, to re-up again, to re-enlist, to go, God, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. I'm re-upping. Your track record, you got a track record. God is faithful. He's never let me down. Oh, he's been late, in my opinion, a time or two. But how many you know it was really right on time? It's always, and it's a day to rejoice that our sins are forgiven. We got a Savior. He saved us, took all of our sin and threw it to the sea of forgetfulness and remembers it no more. Took away our sin, our guilt, and our shame and took it off from us. And so today, I just want to, can we just take 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and just rejoice? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your son. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this room, I just want to lead us one in a prayer of repentance. Would, would you just agree with me? You don't have to repeat after me, but maybe this is where you're at too. You could just go, Lord, it's 2022, I, I confess. I can love you more. I, I can read my word more. I could pray more. I could worship more. I want to be more grateful. I want to be more thankful. I, I want to serve you more. I want to do more. And more importantly, I want to be more. Would you forgive me? And Lord, I, I just want to renew this day, this sign that you gave us. I just want to renew to follow you all the days of my life. Serve you all the days of my life. I want to be with you too. I want you. And so Father, we just rejoice today. Thank you for another sign reminding us we forget. Thank you for reminding us today. We receive your word. Thank you for the sign. And with every head bowed and eye closed, Christians, you would pray. Maybe you're here today and you don't know this Lord and Savior. There, there's only three real responses to this Jesus. And there's only three responses you can give right now. You can oppose Jesus. That's what Herod did in the Bible when he found out about the star and where the Messiah was going to be born. He was opposing. He was in opposition of Jesus. Or two, you could be like the Pharisees that were in Herod's household. They did nothing. And you could leave a service like today and still do nothing. Keep hearing, get close to Jesus. They were five miles away from the birth and do nothing. Or you could be a wise man, a wise woman who traveled a thousand miles from Babylon 
to get to a place where they saw a star in the sky and they walked in and saw a baby and they bowed their knees to the baby, the king. Maybe today you need to bow your knee. Jesus would tell Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom until you've been born again. You can't see the kingdom until you've been born again. It's not about being good. Jesus didn't come to make good, bad people good. He came to make dead people live by living inside of us, giving us a purpose. And maybe today you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus and go, Lord, I'm ready. I want to follow you. And if that's you today, you're ready to be born again. Everybody's heads bowed, everybody's eyes closed. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. Just say, Pastor Eugene, that's me. Would you pray for me today? Would you just hold your hand up high all over the room? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. They're all over the room. Hold them up high. Don't be ashamed. It's just me. I'm going to pray for us and lead us. Today, if you're ready, he'll forgive you of every sin you've ever committed. If you'll ask him, if you'll repent of it. And so today, I want to lead you through a prayer of repentance. It's not, this prayer doesn't save you. It's the cry of your heart. It's the Lord, I want you. I want God in my life. If that's your prayer today, I want to pray. I don't think there's a greater day to pray this prayer than on a Christmas day, a sign. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs? Would you say this with me? Say, dear Lord Jesus. Come on, say it like you mean it. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Please forgive me to be born again. Now let's declare this together. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise? Come on, we can do better than that. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you stand to your feet? Uh, I know you got places to be today, but I want to pray this blessing over you. And on behalf of Heidi and uh, our staff, we hope you have an incredible day. A Merry Christmas. And uh, let me pray this blessing over your life. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. And you're going out till you're coming in again. May all that you set your hands to, seeking first the kingdom of God, may he bless it and prosper it. And I bless you in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. And you just say, I receive that. We love you. Merry, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Have a great day.